Kingdom in. Welcome back. Hey, this is Shane coming at you again with another podcast. Hey guys, I hope you're really enjoying these and getting some benefit out of it. And uh, guys, today, today's going to be a fun conversation. I hope you're, uh, hope you buckle up and ready for it. Uh, today with me is Andrew Reichel. And you know, I want Andrew to introduce himself before I discuss and talk about the topic we're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at today. So Andrew, why don't you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks a lot, Shane. Yeah, my name is Andrew Reichel, and uh, I'm a porn and sex addiction recovery coach uh, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, in, I guess, Gastonia and yeah. Belmont and all the surrounding areas. Yeah, awesome, awesome. But yeah, it's it's good to have you. And uh, uh, in, in your introduction there, I'm, I'm sure people picked up on what we're going to be speaking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and, turn this off. Don't turn this <laughs> off. Don't run. That's, that's right. And, and, but, but there is truth to that. And, and, and you know, specifically, you know, guys, and, and, and again, I mentioned in one of our other podcasts that, you know, roughly 30 to 35% of our, our listeners are, are females. So, you know, this message that we're going to be talking about is it's, it's cross gender. I mean, it's not just for men, but you know, we are going to be touching on addiction today and specific, uh, specifically we're going to be talking about, you know, porn addiction and, just the impacts it has on our lives. And, you know, again, I, I encourage you guys, listen to this entire podcast. If you don't struggle with porn at the time, your children may, your friends might, and, and you can help someone that can. So really encourage you guys to, to just stick with us through this. Uh, it's going to be a little uncomfortable at times, but whenever we started this podcast, we said we wanted it to have value and not just come on and talk about random topics that you don't get anything out of. So with that, let's jump right in. And uh, Andrew, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you get into this? And and I know we're going to dive into your testimony, which is pretty deep. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I I had a pretty idyllic childhood. I grew up on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, to great parents who um you know raised me in the church and uh, both have a very uh, deep intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and. So from a very early age, I think I was probably six or seven when I asked Jesus into my stomach. In your and, stomach? Into my stomach, okay. yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. and so, um, yeah, I was aware of, of the gospel and um, who Jesus was and, and what he did and um, from a very, and what he's doing from a very early age. Hmm. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, I, for as long as I, you know, really have been alive, I've had some type of relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, did you see it? Did you did you see like a lot of like when you're going through your adolescence, kind of just wane a little bit, just kind of go back and forth, and then you had that moment where boom, I'm in. This is what it really means to follow Christ. Yeah. So that actually ties into my testimony, my story. Yeah. I mean, I think really even as early as like fifth, sixth grade, I, I had a relationship with Christ. Okay. Um, I mean, I really I was reading the Bible, wanting to get to know Him on a deeper level and better, and uh, had some things happen to me that uh, were confusing, were frustrating, some trauma, some some difficult circumstances. And uh, to escape them, I discovered uh, video games, computer games. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, back then, my parents had no idea, you know, so the Internet was a free for all. And I had a computer in my room and mm -hmm. stumbled upon uh, pornography. Yeah. And immediately was filled with shame and knew, like, this is something I shouldn't be doing. And um, and. I also uh, really struggled with it. It was mm. something that I really latched onto and got a, it got a hold of me. Um, and this cycle of shame surrounding the behavior started even then. And I mean, sixth grade. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, even at, like at the very, very beginning of puberty. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was something that I, I was the oldest of four kids. And there was some messaging I received that, I, you know, I have to be a good example. You right. know? And, right. and so I, I took that to heart and I adopted that. But unfortunately, how that manifested was uh, some of these things I can't share because they're too scary and they're too confusing and they're too dark. And, and so I, I tried to defeat this thing on, on, you know, by, by asking God for help and praying and, right. and, uh, and trying to spiritualize it. And, um, and I really struggled with it. And so I kind of entered this, this, I call it a shame cycle that just continued, um, really all the way until my, you know, thirties. Okay. Okay. And then, I mean, even like right now, I know that, that you guys, you, you introduce yourself as a sexual addiction coach. I mean, mm-hmm. did you have that point, like you said, sixth grades when you started Yeah. and it kind of went all the way on and, yeah. and then your, your battles and your struggles. And, and again, we know today the, the accessibility is incredibly more than it was even yeah. five years ago. Yep. You know, so, so how's the difference been from the sixth grade, Andrew, to the Andrew of today. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, these things in our pockets now, it's, it's like, uh, it's just this constant source of, of dopamine, of temptation, of, um, of something that we can escape reality whenever we want to just mm-hmm. the phone itself. Right. And then when you layer on something that is as addictive as pornography, uh, for, for a young man, it's, it's brutal. Right. It's absolutely brutal. How, how, how would somebody know if they're addicted to, to porn, I mean, is it, I mean, it's, that's it's a, not that's like, it's such not a good like a question. Dry, dry that's thing, such a right? good question. And I think people get hung up on the word addiction. There's a stigma attached to it. And, you know, and part of, you know, the work that I'm trying to do is, is to really destigmatize this whole issue. I, I think for too many people, uh, there's this, there's this energy surrounding it that uh, really impedes mm-hmm. um, healing from, from something that is, that is, hurtful to our brains and our lives. And, and um, so it's like anything, you know, if, if you try to stop, if you try to stop something and, and you struggle with it and you struggle to stop, and maybe even it gets a little bit worse, then you just, you have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, you maybe have an unhealthy attachment to it. You know, let's maybe not use the word addiction. It's, it's a bad habit, right. you know? And unfortunately with this particular uh, bad habit, unhealthy um, activity, it'll get worse. You know, it progresses. So that's one of the ways, you know, is, well, maybe I used to only watch, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, two to three times a week, Mm -hmm. but now I'm watching four or five times a week, or maybe, uh, I'm watching two to three times a week, but 30 minutes, or maybe it's an hour, you know, or maybe the things I'm watching, Mm -hmm. we won't get into specifics, but maybe the things I'm watching aren't what I used to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. And, and, and it's the, and I said the accessibility of it too, but it just seems like it's so in your face on everything. It, it may mm-hmm. not be the the pornography that we think of whenever you think of pornography, yeah, stereotypical pornography, it, right? right. But, but but and and if you listen to our February fifteenth podcast with Elijah, he touched on and he referenced the Hardee's commercial. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know? the burgers, man. The bur- you know, and, yep. and and it was so and it was so good to hear him talk about that. But but it is. I mean, it now it's on your. TV, it, it's in commercials. I mean, it's everywhere, and and it's a and it's a big struggle. Yeah, I mean, it's in your face. Yeah, it is there. And you know, I know, I know we're uh, we're not you know going to dive too deep into statistics and, and all that. But I was looking online and I did see some 2021 stats that 35 percent of all internet downloads are pornographic. Yep. Isn't that crazy? 35 percent. Yep. 
Yep. It's nuts. And, you know, some of the best and brightest coming out of Ivy League schools and top college, they're entering this industry because in, this industry is where money is. That's right. Right. This is this is one of the most profitable businesses in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, just the amount of money in it, backing it, lobbyists, the whole works is, is astronomical. Yeah. It's and, old- it's, and it's growing up. I mean, it is, like you said, it continues to grow up. And again, some of the things I saw is in 2015, you know, it was a $425 million industry. Yep. Just eight years later, yep. 2023, they're projecting at $1.2 billion. When, like in any business, um, you figure out where there's, um, you know, where's your market? Where's your, where can you grow your market share? Right. Right. And what, where they're targeting right now is they're targeting women. That's, that's, exactly. that's, yeah. their, that's the biggest, what they view it as, you know, an opportunity for growth. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where they think they can gain, you know, additional market share where they, because, because on some level they, they feel like, man, the, the men, the guys, the boys, mm-hmm. well, we've got them. Right. We've got them. Where else can we grow our market share? So, you know, when you said, and when we first started, hey, if, you know, if you're a woman listening to this, stay on stay because on. your daughters, your friends, you know, there is sophisticated marketing um, that is targeting women. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't even, I didn't really think about that. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Big right business. There. That's interesting. Big business. I knew how big it was and like that and about targeting the guys and the men, but, you know, putting in that psychological, you know, nugget to try and gain the women to gain that market share is, uh, I, I didn't really thought about it. I mean, I know that the latest stats show that, it, there is an increase in women that are that are becoming addicted to porn, uh, but I never realized that it was a targeted growth area. Oh yeah, for the yeah. porn industry, sophisticated. Yeah. 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 Why? Why? I mean, before we really dive in, because I'm really interested to hear you know your testimony and you know really when you got to that point, and 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 I know you're, you're I met your family this past week, a lovely family, and you know, and, and I know you're you're what makes you and what you do so good is that you're an open book. Yeah, your testimony is like, yeah, th- this is what happened to me. Uh, so I'm really wanting to dive into that. But but what? Why do you? Why is it such a bigger struggle for guys? I know men and boys were visual creatures, right? But it just seems like this just seems like insane. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, and and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's any stats or any kind of you know logic or anything to back that up. So I think one of the interesting things uh, about how this thing affected me, and I know how it affects other guys because the guys I work with is, um, I think, you know, when men um, are in an unhealthy place, right, they become very passive, right? God created us to be movers and shakers, to move into the world and make change. And so I think you know, the opposite of that is, is passivity. The opposite of that mm-hmm. is to not move into, to not risk, to not be vulnerable. So sin, you know, when sin entered the world, right, what did it do? It took what God created, right, and, mm-hmm. and flip-flopped it, right? right? And so what do you do when you look at pornography? What's it doing? There's, it's purely consumptive. It's purely consumptive. There's absolutely nothing required of you other than to tap a screen, click on a mouse, view, and from a physiological level, bond with yourself in the images on the screen. So everything is purely internal. There's, it's doing nothing for anybody else other than making people money. Right. Right. Yeah. 
And 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 you you, you just touched on you said not doing anything for anybody else. And and I know you probably talk to guys. I've talked to guys that says, well, at least I'm not hurting anybody. At least I'm not cheating on my wife. Yeah. At least I'm not doing. But yes yes you are i mean there you know even jesus said you look on another a woman with lust and lust yeah. in your eyes that's adultery in your heart but you know a lot of people don't think that well i could be out doing something at yeah. least i'm in my room at least i'm by myself right, right. yeah and you know I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or you know it, just how to crack that in in, in guys heads and, and in ladies heads now too yeah is yes you're by yourself but you're hurting more than yourself to which you can attest in your testimony. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I like these, there's a term called opportunity cost, yeah. right? If, if you're, if your go-to is porn, like if that's becoming something that you're running to, um, what are you not doing? You know, you're not connecting, right? You're isolating, you know, yeah. you're not dealing with reality as reality comes. You're not in the real world. You're not in real life. You know, you're, you're sitting and staring at a screen and, um, and you're not engaging in the world. Like, like, you're just sitting there, yeah. you know, and we're not going to say what else you're doing, but yeah. you're just sitting there and, <laughs> yeah. and you're bonding, you know, the way your brain works, your brain is your brain, right? It's, right. It, it, it doesn't care what you're looking at. It's releasing chemicals and we don't have time to get into the neuroscience, what goes on, but it's releasing chemicals. It's causing you to bond with what's on that screen, right? you know, and, and that's just the reality of it, yeah. you know, it's just. It's objective truth. Yeah, and I've heard that the chemicals that re release in your head, you know, whenever they've done studies, it's almost like the equivalent of doing cocaine or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so. no, it is. It is. They've done plenty of brain studies that show the um, effects of pornography and on your brain, and it's yeah, it's akin to cocaine. It is. You know? It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty close. Now, now, uh, you know, with your testimony, you know, how, how did how did porn impact like where your your premarital life and then after you got married and it, even to today. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pain wrapped up in there and, um, you know, a lot of brokenness, a lot of heartache. And, uh, I, I can, I can absolutely say I tried everything I could to defeat this thing in my own strength. Right. And, and I include praying in that. I, I, I remember reading this book, uh, the discipline of grace by Jerry Bridges, fantastic book, um, diving deep into Romans and, um, and I was reading it specifically to try to gain the spiritual ammunition and armor I needed to beat this. And I was a junior in college at the time, and I kept I kept having slips. And eventually what happened was I got so angry and frustrated with myself, I transmuted that onto the Lord, you know, and and because I thought, well, this just isn't working, right? Mm -hmm. And the shame, um, to avoid the shame, I would just run to other things. You know, um, I, I started using alcohol to escape. I started, um, you know, of course I was, because of the shame, I would run back to por pornography, mm -hmm. you know, and we, I don't want to get into the addiction cycle, but, but part of how the addiction cycle works is you experience the despair and shame that comes from, again, struggling with the same mm -hmm. thing. And the best thing you've learned that you've taught your brain how to deal with things you don't want to deal with is to run back to porn. So you go right back to it and start the cycle over again. And, um. And so, you know, I, I don't want to use, uh, I basically kind of just threw my hands up and said, well, forget this. This just isn't working. I might as well just, just do things my own way. Right. And, and so I would, I would just kind of cave and just give in for a period of time and then pull myself up by the bootstraps and, you know, kind of reestablish my, um, 
desire to beat this and and then I would fall again, you know, mm-hmm. and then go through this period of well, I might as well just give up. And eventually what happened was is um the pornography that I watched um eventually just it wasn't enough. You know, I started moving into other things mm-hmm. that um things boundaries that I, I never thought I'd cross. And and the pattern is you you don't start, you know, for me it I would look at different stuff. Like I never just looked at, you know, it's like the stuff I started looking, it's what we talked about earlier. It, it, the way this thing can progress for people is um, you start looking at stuff that you maybe wouldn't have considered looking at. So you start, you cross that internal boundary, right? right. And then there are other boundaries that you cross. And my boundaries, I started crossing boundaries outside of mm. just porn. And, um, and yeah, so this, this thing, this thing took me some dark, dark places and um, yeah, I ended up losing a marriage from it. And, mm. um, and I, I just thank God that my current wife, um, Lisa, when this came all, all came out and all the craziness that I'd gotten myself into, she recognized that no, 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 he's, he's sick. Right. This is incredibly painful. This is Lisa. She's, this is incredibly painful for me. And I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate what he's done. And I, I hate how much it hurts, but he's also really, really sick. And, um, and I think that's an incredibly important message for guys that are battling this is, are there incredibly painful moral and spiritual ramifications physical ramifications don't even get me started on porn induced ed <laughs> yeah right? that is a very real phenomenon that's happening among among everybody but especially even young guys that have been looking at this since they were eight nine ten but um my wife said no i know he's sick and i went to get help i actually went to inpatient treatment for this uh, and then i went to a sober living home up in montana for guys battling this and it was really there um, in the sober living home where i was for three months that I learned how to really lean into the vulnerability and connection that it takes to start to gain freedom from this thing. Um, now, what know, did that look like? What, what did that leaning into that vulnerability? I mean, what, what, what did that look like? Yeah. So, you know, people toss around the term accountability. Yeah. Um, and accountability is great, right? It's important. But I think the term that gets overlooked and maybe not talked about enough is accessibility. Just, just giving guys open license to just be in your life, man. Like, yeah. let's do life together. Let's, let's let each other in to mm-hmm. not the ninety-five percent of what is really going on internally, but mm-hmm. but the hundred percent. And I think that's one of the things that keeps guys in bondage to this thing is they're only willing to let people in so far because there's so much shame wrapped up in this. Right. And I think to to let guys into that five percent that that's the deep stuff. That's mm-hmm. that that real real stuff. You know, so that's, that's what I had to learn how to do. And it, and at times it can still be tough, but, um, you know, it's not just, you know, Hey man, I, I had a slip. I, I looked at this. It's, it's building that self-awareness, doing the work. And there is a lot of work that involved in healing from this, Absolutely. but it's doing the work to saying, Hey man, I, I'm feeling lonely right now. I'm, I'm feeling bored or I'm feeling anxious. It's identifying what are those emotional triggers, what are those feelings mm-hmm. that maybe you're using something to run with, and that's that, uh, you know, porn, food, sugar, mm-hmm. alcohol, weed, drug, mm-hmm. like it, TV, yeah. binge watching stuff on your phone, on your, uh, you know, on the TV, like anything, like. Right. But it's uh, identifying what are we really needing in this moment, right? Moving into that space, and 
And I don't know many guys that can get to that place of deep self-awareness and rigorous honesty without the help of other people in their lives. Oh, absolutely. You know? I, I 100% agree. And, you know, right. leading up to this conversation, you asked, what are some verses? And one of the verses that really stood out is, you know, Ecclesiastes 4.12. And, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Right. You know, and, and that image there is is people that are really intertwined because they have that mm-hmm. vulnerability connection, healthy intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That just can't be broken. Right. You know? Yeah. We, we, we often talk to our guys in our, in our small groups that, you know, it, it's, it's okay to say you have a problem. Like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of guys feel ashamed. Can I, I think it's great to it, say it's you great. have a problem. I, I, and that's why I say, I, I, you know, we always tell guys, it's like, that's not a sign of weakness. That's mm-hmm. a sign of strength yeah. to say, Hey, I got a problem and I need some help. Um, and, and so, I mean, it, 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 it is like you said, and that's why we always have to stay in that community. And it's interesting. You talked about being bored and, and that's when we're most vulnerable. We're going through a study now by Mark Patterson, you know, play the man. And he specifically talks about the scenarios when we give in the temptation to most is when we're bored, yep. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I ain't got anything else to do. Well, click, yep. Pop top or whatever, yep. you, you know, yep. That's just kind of the way it is. Yep. Yeah. So. So now that we've talked about that, I appreciate you sharing your testimony. I mean, that's, to me, somebody willing to share their testimony has more growth impacts than somebody lecturing about yeah. you should do this and you yeah. should do that. And, you know, and the message that I want to convey to all of our listeners, too, is, you know, you're, you're not broken. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you're not broken. I mean, mm-hmm. God loves all of his people. And we talked to some guys and some ladies too that just don't feel they can come through the Lord or they can't come be around others because the Lord can't love me. It can't love me in my current position. The, the Lord knows what I've done. The Lord knows what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and he still loves you anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's just that I can't, I can't right now. Yeah. You know, I, I have to clean myself up first. No, you right. don't. That, that's, that's the good it's news the, of the gospel. Literally the opposite. That right? is the good news of the gospel, yeah. man, is to come forward. So, so what, what can, what are some of your pointers? What are some of the pointers that, that guys can do or, or ladies or women, anybody can do to identify and then start to overcome this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing you got to do is you got to get in connection with, yeah. with other, other people that are struggling with this, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it takes some work to find that, um, you know, we have the resources. We're really plug, plugged into the recovery ecosystem here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, in the greater Charlotte area. Um, so you got to get in connection with other other people. I mean, like we said, this you know, it's kind of cliche at this point, but the opposite of addiction is connection. You know, recovery is not done in isolation. Right. Um. You, you know, I don't really know. Honestly, I don't know anybody that has just purely prayed this thing away. Um, you know, Lord wants us to to be in connection with with absolutely. other other brothers and sisters in recovery. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and I, you know, the other thing is, um, there are very pragmatic measures you can take. There's mm-hmm. some great accountability software out there, like you know, Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, those those aren't, but that's not the answer, right? Those are those are like speed bumps, right? That's right. Like yeah. we're trying yeah. to put little little barriers to give your brain some room to breathe. Um, and then there's very so there's very pragmatic things in that regard, like mm-hmm. you know, setting up some barriers to access it, so that mm-hmm. it's not so quickly, uh, you know, so I don't run down this pathway so you know as quickly as I as I used to, right? Right. Um, you know, and then. You know, if we're taking something out of our life, or we're taking a behavior out of our life that maybe has been a really unhealthy habit, but still a habit, we yeah. got to find things to replace it with. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it. 
I, I mean, that, that to me is one of the biggest keys. Yeah, exactly right there. You know, we're, we're, we're taught in scripture, we have this God sized hole in our heart and, and we can fill it with lust of money or anything like that. You know, like you said, any kind of addiction, but you can't just remove something yeah. and not put something healthy and sustainable there. Yep. Otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Um, so yeah, it, it, and we have like a, a celebrate recovery. I know it was a program started for all kinds of addiction, struggles, emotional uh, codependency, a lot of that sort of stuff. It spawned out of Saddleback out in the West Coast with Rick Warren. Yeah. Um, you know, we, ho- we host a Celebrate Hope here at our church. And, you know, so getting part of those programs are great. Getting plugged in, like you said, man, with, with other, other people, a, a ladies group, a men's group, or just a partner, you yeah. know, just somebody that can hold you accountable uh, is, is the way to go. So, I mean, Andrew, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I'm, I'm going to let you, I have a, a scripture verse that I wanted to leave the, the, the listeners with, but I'm going to let you have a final word because what you said has been so powerful and has been so good to hear. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think the other thing um, for the guys that, and girls that are listening that are struggling with shame, I, I think it's imperative that you really lean into Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, like I said, I, this has moral and spiritual ramifications, but, um, you know, this, this is, this is a real disease, you know, this is a real illness and, um, people that struggle with this, um, there's hope, there's healing, you know, takes hard work like anything, Mm -hmm. but absolutely it can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. With Christ, you know, all things are possible, man. We can do anything. Oh, shameless plug. There you go. I was going to bring, I was going to mention, I was, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, about Rune Hill, man. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, you know, as I mentioned, when I shared one of the things that was really foundational for my, um, getting traction in my recovery is a sober living home. So about two years ago, we started a recovery residence for men battling this addiction here in Charlotte and um, we've had people come stay with us from around the country and it's called room to heal. It's uh, R O O M the number two heal.org. And uh, we're doing some really neat work there. We're seeing some marriages saved and guys finding freedom um, from the bondage of this thing. And, and then, you know, of course I do recovery coaching myself, mm-hmm. you know, sex and porn addiction recovery coaching and um, be it me or, you know, another therapy provider here in Charlotte, like there, I, we have all the resources we know, we know how to point people in the right direction towards healing. Absolutely. And and I'm going to put the, uh, your, your, your site in yeah. the description of the podcast. I can put your contact information if you'd like. Uh, I checked out the podcast, really, really good looking podcast. That was like a cool place to hang out, man. Oh, yeah. The website. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah. that's, our house. that's, a, that's yeah. a nice house. I mean, being there with other brothers, I mean, on the lake, that's a pretty nice place. Yeah. So it's good to isolate yourself like that yeah. and yeah. insulate it. So Really appreciate your time again. And uh, so, yeah, so look look in the description uh, of the podcast, this episode, and you'll find all the contact information. But um, before before I go, I always like to do a kingdom challenge of, of something that listeners can do coming out of this. But you really just want to have that challenge to just look in your inner self. And, and you know, if you're not struggling with this, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's codependency, maybe it's another addiction. You know, addiction wears many colors or many coats. Um, but you know, one of the things the scriptures I want to end with, guys, is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And this comes from uh, the letter that Paul was sending to the church of Corinth. And I, I, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm big on providing context to scripture, to, to the verses. And, and he's writing this as a warning on Israel, from Israel's history is, hey, let's don't repeat this history. And, and 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. 
He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide you a way out so that you can endure it. So like we always hear, God won't tempt us. He'll give us a way out. He'll provide us the strength. And uh, yeah, we just got to stay tough. So Andrew, again, thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, provide your feedback. Keep sharing and listening and just we will keep doing these things. Provide me some topics you guys would like to hear us talk about. All right. Thanks. Take care, Kingman.